Hey, welcome to Sanctified Life Podcast. This is a podcast to get your spiritual life renewed, to give you a blessing, to get your mind thinking about the things of God, and to get your mind off negative things or things that are going to drag you down. Today's podcast is going to be a blessing for you. You're going to want to share that with a friend, share it with a family member, and you might want to even save it on your browser somewhere so you can go back and listen to it another time. I want to thank you for taking your time out of your day to listen to this podcast and just get your mind on the things of God. Jesus wants to say thank you too for spending some time in devotion. You can pray, you can read the Bible, and you can even witness sometime during this podcast or after. Please spend some time just getting your mind right and on the things of God. I want to thank you and God bless. Hey, I interrupt this podcast for an important message right now. I want you to take time during this podcast to really get your mind on the things of God. After this podcast is over, there's a brief music transition, and then you'll come into the ending of the podcast. During the ending of this podcast, I take a moment to thank my sponsors. If you are a sponsor of this podcast, you are a very blessed person, and I thank you from the bottom of my heart for partnering with me to get this message out. If you're not a sponsor and you want to know how to do that, all you have to do is click on a link to let you become a sponsor of Sanctified Life Ministries, and you can take out $5 a month, $10 a month, or any amount that you decide to donate to Sanctified Life Ministries, and your donation goes to things like this, podcast live Facebook, the reading of the Bible, prayer, devotion, nightly devotions, and you become partners. You might not be able to get out of your house or do things that you would like to do for God. So if you could partner with somebody like me and Sanctified Life Ministries, we'll do the hard work for you and we'll get the word out and you become part of it and you become part of that reward. You get the righteous man's reward when you partner with somebody like Sanctified Life Ministries. We want to thank you. And I don't want you to feel obligated. You don't have to, but it's something that we're asking and affording you to do if you would like to do that. God bless you and have a good time listening to this podcast. Hey, welcome back. I appreciate you taking time out of your day to listen to me and the podcast and the things that I really believe that God wants to convey to you out there in the listening world. Now, today's podcast will be on the Green New Deal. We are going to be talking about the Green New Deal, and I want to bring it from the Lord's perspective, the Green New Deal. We're going to start off in Psalms 23. And it reads like this out of the King James Version. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. 
Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. What are we talking about today? We're talking about the Green New Deal. Are you sick of living a life of death, of things dying? Every every time you turn around, something's just dead in your life. Your dreams are dying. Your hopes are dying. The, the things that you plan in the future, you know, you might have a trip or a vacation planned or um, a promotion at the work at your job. And things just die. They seem to die. Your dreams just seem to just disappear. And after a length of time, days go by, you wonder what happened. Why has your your dreams just disappeared? You've just kind of given up on things. People do this all the time, and it's nothing new. It started from the very beginning, and it's going to continue all the way to the time of Jesus. It's because hopes be become deferred in our life. When you have great hope, and all of a sudden you don't receive that hope right away, you start to wane in your thinking. Your, your desires start to change and you start to give up because you start to go into a protective mode, a mode saying, I'm not going to go through that again. I'm not going to let myself feel the things that I feel. I don't want to feel that no more. I don't want to feel despair. I don't want to feel hopeless. So I will protect myself. And how do you protect yourself? Most people protect themselves by giving up on their dreams, by giving up on their hopes, by giving up on things that they can, uh, goals of the future, promotions that they're working for. Let's give you an example. You just started a new job and you're working and you're looking around and you're seeing all kinds of things that this job really needs extra, but that's not part of your job description. So you take time to go and do those things. And you did it because you really enjoyed it. You liked it. And all of a sudden people start noticing. They start saying things like, hey, and I'll use my name and myself for an example here. Dave, you're doing such a good job. And, uh, you you know, every time I look around, you're doing more work than you're, you're required. And you start to feel good about that. And you didn't set out to do it on purpose. You just set out to do it because you've seen things needed to get done. And all of a sudden the boss shows up because he or she's hearing all the commotion over the days of how good of a worker you are. You're a new worker and you're making ripples through this place. And this new boss comes up and says, Hey, you keep doing the job you're doing. And I see a promotion in your future. And now the wheels of promotion start to go in your mind. You start thinking, wow, I wasn't even thinking about that. I was just happy to work here, but now I can get a promotion. And you start to think about that and you start to have a goal. Now you start to have a dream, a desire. And so you start working for it. You get up early, you go to work, your shoes are tied just right. Your clothes are pressed, nice looking. Your attitude is perfect. And you continue to do your job and weeks go by and nobody notices. Weeks keep continuing to go by and nobody notices. And eventually you start to think things like this. Wow, I'm doing all this work and nobody cares. They were supposed to give me a promotion. They said it, but all of a sudden they're not doing it now. And so I'm not going to do as much as I'm required because people are not appreciating it. And so you slack off on the extra work. And pretty soon that buffer zone of the extra work disappears and nobody continues to notice. 
and you start to say things like, man, I hate this job. I wish I never got this job. And you start to kill even the job that you have. The job at one time was a gift from God. You prayed about it. You had others pray about it. But time has went by. Your hopes and desires have been dashed against the stone. And now that gift from God that you testified openly in front of everybody now is no longer a blessing. It's become a curse. And now the promotion you weren't even looking for is was within hand's reach at one time now becomes detestable to you. You don't even want to think about it. It's become a thorn in your side. This is what happens to dreams and desires in our lives. I use this as an example, but you can apply this to anything in your life. You can apply it to any avenue of your life. People grow old. Dreams grow old. Hopes and desires grow old. And if you don't continually wave the fan, the fire of revival and the the fire of hopes every day in a situation, it slowly runs out of energy. You have to continually revive it. It's our job to continually go back to something and continually put extra fuel in it. It's almost like having a vehicle and you fill the tank up and you think, I filled my tank up so I never had to fill this tank up ever again. And you continue to drive that vehicle until one day it starts to sputter and it runs out of gas and you're stranded on the side of a road. And somebody shows up and says, hey, what's the matter? Oh, I don't know. This vehicle just broke down. Well, is it got gas? Well, yeah, it's got gas. Well, when's the last time you put gas in it? When I bought it. Well, how long ago was that? That was a few weeks ago. Well, you never put gas in it again? No, because I only put it in once and never told me I had to keep putting gas in. And so lack of information or lack of desire to find out how something works is another cause of failure in our life. We don't get too involved in situations. We just take it for face value and we expect things to work the way that it said it's supposed to work. And we don't think we have to add anything to it. We just let the ball keep rolling until it stops. And when it stops, we decide to get involved. But what happens if you were to get involved along the way and maintenance and do the things that you care about in a situation instead of just letting it get to catastrophic levels or breakdown zone, and then you have to fix it in a whim or in a bad situation? What are we talking about today? We're talking about the Green New Deal. What has that got to do? I've heard the Green New Deal. It's a political term. Everybody's talking about the Green New Deal. It sounds so prosperous. It sounds so good. Not everything that sounds good on face value is a good thing, folks. And I'm not here to talk about any of the politics. I'm not even going to bring that up. My job here is to talk about the Bible verse that I brought up. I chose Psalms 23. As I was talking to the Lord today, he kind of dropped this in my heart about the Green New Deal has nothing to do with politics. The Green New Deal is, in verse number 2 of Psalms 23, is, He maketh me lie down in green pastures. There's the Green New Deal. He leadeth me beside still waters. Wow. This Green New Deal sounds amazing. He maketh me lie down in green pastures. So if you're not in green pastures already, where are you? And if the Lord has to make you lie down in green pastures... Where have you been lying down? Where have you been putting your head? Or where have you been resting? Where have you been grazing? Because in order for you to be laying down in green pastures, you have to be somewhere else. And why, what is the purpose of laying down in green pastures? Well, 
Obviously, in verse number one, it gives you a good clue of what he's talking about. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. The Lord is my shepherd. In order to have a shepherd, you have to be a sheep. You have to be something that needs a shepherd. And the second part of verse number one is, I shall not want. Want is what gets us in trouble, folks. It's your desires and dreams is what gets us let off astray sometimes. As we talked about in the beginning in my different scenarios about the job and promotions and hopes and dreams and vacations, all those are wants. All those are things that are going to lead you down a path. Now, I'm not saying any of those things are bad, but our attitude is what determines the outcome. Let's say that that promotion hasn't come for a long time and you continue to do the right thing. You continue to show up with a good attitude, being positive and being happy. And eventually the boss finally realizes, oh, I forgot about this person. I forgot that I told him I was going to give him a raise. And then that per that boss shows up to you and says, hey, I'm sorry, man. I really forgot about this. I know we talked about it. I should have done it a long time ago. So will you forgive me? And instead of just the raise, I'm going to give you a bonus because you kept doing what you're supposed to do and extra with a good attitude. And I really want to keep you around this place because people like you is what I want this company to be known for. I want people with good attitudes. But if you would have chose to make the bad decision and thrown a tantrum and went your own way, you would have got the desires of your heart. You would have failed. You would have failed miserably and you would have caused trouble around the place because now the boss has to go and look for another worker. The place that you're working now suffers because the person that was supposed to do the job doesn't do the job anymore. And so everybody suffers. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Your job is to be content. Today, I want you to think about how you can be content in your situation. Whatever situation you find yourself in. Yeah, but Dave, you don't understand. My situation is very bad. You would not understand. I don't need to understand. I'm telling you in whatever situation you find yourself in today, find out how to not be in want and how to let the Lord be your shepherd. That's the first job that you have to do today. And after you get to that part, I want you to go to verse number two, the Green New Deal. He maketh me lie down in green pastures. Well, you don't understand. My life is not happy. I have trouble. Everywhere I go is just upside down. Everywhere I go, there's confusion. There's just trouble everywhere I go. I don't understand. I don't hear the voice of the Lord. The Lord is your shepherd. He maketh you lie down in green pastures. He will lead you beside still waters. Verse number three, he restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. At the end of the day, the Lord is going to do it for his name's sake. You're very important to God. We talked about you being the apple of his eye. You are somebody very special. You have to be very special. If the Lord of Lords is going to come down here and suffer, be beaten, be humiliated in front of the world, and then die a humiliating death that none of us would ever do because we all want to preserve our life and then die and be made fun of and laughed at like he failed. He was laughed at as a leader that failed in front of the people. He couldn't even raise from the dead. He was dead. He was inside of a tomb. The rock was rolled in front of the tomb. The world had given up on him. His disciples were scattered. The enemy was rejoicing. There was happiness across the land, so they thought. But three days later, 
They went to the tomb and the rock was rolled away. And the leader they thought was dead was not dead. He was just in a different form. He rose from the dead. He was the first to rise from the dead. This is our leader. This is our Lord. This is our shepherd, folks. Verse number four. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And I would like to say amen to that. These are some things I want you to think about today. The Green New Deal. How do you get involved in the Green New Deal? You let the Lord be your shepherd. And you stop being in want. You find contentment where you are today. And you let the Lord, the great shepherd, lead you. And he's going to put you in a green pasture, a place of new food that will be nourishment to your soul. A place of comfort you can lay down, put your head down in a nice soft place. You can look around and see young people frolicking around, young sheep dancing, happy, butterflies buzzing around, the sun rising, the clouds moving across the sky, and a green pasture, the Green New Deal. I want to leave you with those thoughts today. And with that, God bless. Hey, I want to thank you for spending time listening to this podcast. I really hope it was a blessing to you. I know it's a blessing to me to be able to come into your homes, your devices, wherever you are, and spend time talking to you about the things of God and my perspective. I appreciate my sponsors out there, those that put monetary value to my life and to my podcast and became partners to get the word spread out about Jesus. Like I said earlier, you can become a sponsor by clicking on the link to allow money to be deducted out of a credit card monthly. You can do $5, $10, or any amount. You can stop it at any time, and there's no obligation. I thank you for considering being a sponsor, and I don't want you to feel obligated. If you do not have the funds or you don't feel like you want to do that, you don't have to, and I will never hold it against you. I'm just asking for those that want to become a partner. God bless. Thank you.